conference finals are in full swing and the action increases from game to game. This is where the contenders are separated from the pretenders. To give you some skin in the game, DraftKings will be offering free-to-play pools every day of the basketball and hockey playoffs, offering players a free shot at $10,000 in total prizes. That's up to $10,000 in total prizes up for grabs each day. The best part is, it's free-to-play. DraftKings free-to-play pools are easy to enter. Just download the DraftKings app, go to pools, and choose from a wide variety of free contests for an opportunity to win cash prizes. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings app now and use promo code THPN when you sign up to get a free shot at $10,000 in total prizes every day in the NBA and NHL playoffs. Head to DraftKings Pool to Play page to get your shot at huge cash prizes. That's promo code THPN for a limited time only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a sports betting perspective. With pro handicappers Alex B. Smith and Ian Cameron, and veteran sports writer Jimmy Murphy. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. Friday, June 18th, Ian Cameron with you, ready to uh, get re- uh, we're getting set for a Game 3 uh, between the Vegas Golden Knights and the Montreal Canadiens tonight. Series tied at a game apiece. Looking forward to it. Thanks to everybody that joined us last night for our latest BetCast for Game 3 of the Lightning and the Islanders. Uh, lots of fun as always, and it's always great to when we have uh, a solid turnout. We had a good amount watching the, the YouTube channel. Uh, live stream and those of you that joined us for the uh, betcast we appreciate it uh definitely wish it was a better result for me with that game with the uh, life wagering that was done uh, other than the islanders scoring the second goal and braden point scoring for tampa bay wasn't a whole lot that went right for me in that game betting wise pre-game or in-game but nevertheless still fun uh, absolutely uh and uh looking forward to the next one we will have another betcast for sure next week uh we're looking forward to that uh for sure uh tentatively looking at next thursday once again which would be game six between montreal and vegas so uh looking forward to that at least one more betcast next week we'll briefly look back uh on last night's game we talked a little bit about it at the end of the betcast so i won't go too much into detail but look give tampa bay credit defensive brick wall is what they put up last night uh, against the New York Islanders uh, in that game three victory. It was a solid, sturdy, uh, you know, terrific defensive effort uh, from Andre Vasilevsky on out. Once again, it uh, didn't matter if it was uh, Victor Hedman, Ryan McDonough, Mikhail Sergachev, Eric Chernak, all those blue liners for Tampa Bay, helping out their goalie, active sticks, good body position, blocking shots when they had to, doing the things you need to do to be able to win at playoff time. And that's what we saw from the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning last night in that victory. Very impressive. Uh, And now they take a two games to one series lead. They get home ice advantage back uh, in the meantime. Uh, That being said, you know, it was still just a one goal game and the Islanders had their opportunities 
There's no question. And there were uh, various moments in the second and in the third period of last night's game where New York Islanders carried the play uh, toward the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. They had good offensive zone time. They had a multitude of scoring opportunities and chances. Uh, It's just the puck would not find a way to beat uh, Andre Vasilevsky other than a net mouth scramble uh, in the second period, which resulted in Cal Clutterbuck finding the loose puck and just slamming it home with a bunch of traffic in front of Vasilevsky. That's the only goal to beat him uh, in that game last night. But you got to give the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning credit because I've said many times, you know, on this show during the course of the season that this is now a Lightning team. And we saw it last year as well when they went all the way to win the Stanley Cup. They know they now know how to win games in various fashions. If they need to score goals and win 4-3-5-4, they can do that. You know, if they want to play a lower scoring game and a tighter checking defensive game, they can do that as well and, and win a lower scoring game. That is the beauty of what we've seen from the Tampa Bay Lightning here uh, in these playoffs. So a very solid win on the road for Tampa Bay. And we'll see if the Islanders can respond, which will be a pivotal game four for them uh, on home ice on Saturday. They will not want to have a 3-1 series deficit in this series going back to Tampa. And I'll be happy if they win game four as well, the Islanders, for another reason, because it would clinch my over five and a half games series wager uh, that I placed before it started. I like that one quite a bit. I still do. I still think this series finds its way to at least six games. But we're going to obviously win that bet if the Islanders win the next one. If they lose and they go back to Tampa down 3-1, I'm going to need a win in Tampa in game five to win that bet. And I wouldn't want to be in that position. I'd prefer the Islanders win the next game. Just get it done for me right then and there. Uh, look, we got to talk, too, about Beauvillier's line uh, with uh, Bailey, Beauvillier, Bailey, Nelson. These are guys that are going to have to find a way to make it happen. It can't always be Barzell every night. You know, it, it can't always be Eberly every night. They're, they're going to need their, the, some of those other forwards to just make more of an impact offensively moving forward, and that's going to be the key. A uh, Braden Point, by the way. Showing you just, you know, I think he's the best and most important player on this team outside of the goaltender, Vasilevsky. It's not Kucherov. It's not Stamkos. It's not anybody else in the forward group. You know, Hedman's in the conversation, certainly. Uh, Vasilevsky, uh, definitely. Hedman, and certainly the most important forward, it's Braden Point. Like, this guy just finds a way to get it done in the clutch, find a way to make an impact, find a way to score a big goal. Uh, and he did that last night with that power play tally uh, toward the end of the second period. Another very strong game uh, from Braden Point. But then again, we really shouldn't be uh, surprised by that. This is a guy that has consistently delivered uh, for the Tampa Bay Lightning uh, in the playoffs the last couple seasons. All right, let's turn our attention to tonight. We've got a Game 3. Montreal Canadiens returning home with the series tied at 1. As they take on the Vegas Golden Knights, we've got Vegas around minus 160 uh, road favorites here in game three. Uh, The total in this one currently uh, sitting at around uh, five, five and a half, depending on where you look. So again, shop around, total bouncing around in this game. So depending on whether you like over, whether you like under, uh, this is one of those games where you're definitely going to want to take a look and make sure you can get a... uh, a good price and uh, the best number you can get because, again, some books have it five, some have five and a half. Uh, so make sure you look around uh, or shop around for the uh, best number. Um, I think we're going to see a little bit more offense tonight. I do like the over a little bit, over five, minus 140 is what I got at Bet365, among other places. Again, if you like the over, 
Look for that five. I like Montreal early in the game tonight. First period is plus 130. Uh, I like Montreal more in the first period than the full game. I'm not saying they can't win the game, but look, we have seen a distinct performance pattern here in the first couple games of this series in Vegas where Montreal's played a very good first period. I think they played at least half the, uh, the first period better than Vegas in game one. And in game two, I thought the Canadians were better start to finish for that entire first period in game two, and it was reflected uh, in the score, which was 2 nothing for the Canadians after the first period in game two. They have had good starts to each of the first two games in this series, and you've got to think with Vegas traveling west coast to east coast to the eastern time zone for the very first time in a very long time, uh, it could be an adjustment period for them early in the game. Uh, Montreal Bulls, like I know it's only going to be 3,500 fans, uh, maximum capacity tonight at Bell Center uh, for game three of this series. But I have no doubt in my mind that the 3,500 fans that are going to be in attendance tonight will be loud uh, for Montreal. And uh, it will be an energy boost for the uh, Montreal Canadiens tonight, no question. Uh, on the other, uh, when you look at the matchups here, Montreal. We were worried after game one, could they withstand the physicality and the four-check pressure and the heavy four-check pressure that the Vegas Golden Knights like to put on the opponent? And what we saw from Montreal in game two, especially with Jeff Petrie coming back into the lineup, returning from that injury, what we saw from Montreal was they were much better able to handle it. You know, I was very impressed with Montreal from a physicality perspective. They didn't back down from Vegas. In fact, they were throwing their weight around uh, and they were matching the Vegas Golden Knights in, in terms of being heavy on pucks, being hard on pucks. That's the that's another very popular uh, phrase at playoff time, being hard on pucks. Well, the uh, Vegas or sorry, the Montreal Canadiens, I thought, were much better in that department uh, in game two. And I was very impressed by it because it's not easy to try to beat or at least ma match and, dare I say, beat Vegas in a battle of strength, a battle of physicality, a battle of just winning those loose pucks. They weren't doing that in game one as much. Montreal did a much better job of that in game two. They were winning uh, a lot of those puck battles, which was uh, very good to see. And I think it gives them confidence. And then you start to look at you know what they have been able to get in terms of offense from a little bit of everybody involved to Foley. The top guys, uh, you've seen Suzuki, you've seen Kokanyemi, you've seen now Paul Byron score a goal the other night. Yoel Armia's been big for them, scored another goal the other night. I mean, they are getting a little bit from each of their four lines, uh, the Mon uh, Montreal Canadiens. The blue line is certainly, you see how much of a difference Petrie makes because now everybody's playing with the defensive in the defensive pairing that they're accustomed to, the defensive pairing that they feel comfortable in. And the other good positive of Petrie being back, it's not just everybody's playing in the deep pairs that they're used to. And Petrie, obviously, and what he can do, moving the puck solid defensively, but moves the puck well out of his own zone. All that's power play weapon as well. Quarterbacks, the power play well. But it's also, you see Brett Kulak and Eric Gustafson a lot less. You know, your number five, your number six defenseman. And there's an immense drop-off. I've said this a bunch now. Uh, so I'm, I feel like I'm getting repetitive, but it has to be said. The drop-off, when you go from the top four of Petrie, Weber, Sherratt, and uh, Edmondson, and it's a huge drop-off and decline in performance. Uh, there is no doubt. And the less those guys, those five, six defensemen play, 
the better for Montreal. And obviously now with having Jeff Petrie back, you're seeing that uh, now they don't have to play those guys as much and they're a better blue line uh, because of it. For the Vegas Golden Knights, um, Pacioretty had chances in game two. He hit the post uh, on one shot. He's got to find his offense a little bit. Uh, he's just got to find a way to bury a puck. He's getting chances, but we, we, you know, chances aren't good enough at this time of year. You got to find a way to con- convert. Uh, it's simple as that. Yeah, you're getting chances, but you got to convert. You know, and you got to find a way to make it happen. Score a goal. It's not easy. Nobody's saying it's easy, but you got to find a way to score if you're Pacioretty. Uh, we need more out of probably Marcia so in this series. He's been kind of quiet first two games. You know, those are the guys you got to look to. I think Stone's been good uh, for the uh, Golden Knights, but you need some of those forwards to help out. You can't get all your goals from the blue line. They're playing at an incredible level. Alex Petrangelo, Shea Theodore, Alec Martinez and company. That blue line's been magnificent. But, you know, you need more forward scoring, forward off offense from the forward group. Uh, if you're the Vegas Golden Knights going into this game. So the question is going to be, will they be able to get that? Chandler Stevenson, we talked about the late scratch he was in game two with the uh, injury that he had been dealing with, and it looks like he will not play tonight either with that upper body injury. He didn't play game two. It's not looking like he's going to be able to play tonight, listed as doubtful for Vegas tonight. So probably going to end up being much of the same uh, lineup combinations for Peter DeBoer that we saw in game two, unless he decides to alter the center ice position a little bit because he had to move everybody up a line at the center spot because of the uh, absence of Stevenson uh, in game two. So we're looking at Alex Tuck on the top line tonight, potentially with Pacioretty and Stone, which makes sense. I couldn't for the life of me fathom why Peter DeBoer's got Kolasar and Nicholas Waugh on the top line at, for most of that game. The other night, you can't. Alex Tuck is better than Nicholas Waugh uh, offensively, and he's better than he's uh, he's a leap, he's a tenfold better offensively than Keegan Colasar uh, in terms of what he can give you offensively. So the fact that it looks like Peter DeBoer is going to move Tuck to that top line center spot to fill that void left by the absence of Stevenson to play alongside in the middle between Pacioretty and Stone, I think that's that's smart. I think that gives Vegas a better top line tonight. And look, they are a very they are a team that's really relied on that top line with Patch Reddy and Stone on it throughout the playoffs. And look, you noticed that top line was not as effective with a Keegan Colasar and a Nicholas Waugh centering it. At least tonight, if the lineups that I'm seeing right now are accurate, you put Alex Tuck in that top line center spot, you're definitely going to give yourself a better a chance to have a more effective top line for the Vegas Golden Knights in this game tonight. So I like that move. Uh, good job by DeBoer if he d- does indeed roll with that, with uh, Alex Tuck top centering top line uh, uh, between uh, Pacioretty and Stone. Marcia So, Nicholas Waugh, and Riley Smith, the tentative second line for Vegas. Uh, third line, uh, Matthias Yanmark, William Carlson, and Patrick Brown. And your fourth line, William Carrier, Keegan Colasar and Ryan Reeves. So that is the way the forward group looks to be uh, on paper going into this game tonight uh, for the uh, Vegas Golden Knights. And again, a lot of the, the center ice spot, definitely shuffling, lots of shuffling of the deck chairs going on right now, uh, all because of the injury to Stevenson that is likely to keep him out of game three once again tonight for the uh, Golden Knights. So the way I'm kind of thinking about this game is, again, over 5 minus 140. I am on Montreal in the first period, plus 130. It was a good bet in game two. And Montreal has definitely had good starts. And Vegas has had slow starts throughout this series. 
And, you know, Mark Stone addressed it. He couldn't put a finger on why Vegas has had these slow starts, but they talked about trying to fix it. And maybe for that reason, you're going to see Vegas start better. But I don't know if that's necessarily the case or if they're going to be able to out-duel Montreal in terms of that fast start, especially in this kind of spot where Vegas is traveling an extended amount of miles for the first time in a while. Whereas Montreal is returning home to the enthusiasm of that Habs fan base for the first time. It's hard for me to wrap my head around a scenario where the Montreal Canadiens don't start the game fast or strong tonight with that crowd behind them in their first home game in this series. So that's why I still lean toward Montreal plus 130 here in the first period. And what I might do if I cash that bet and Montreal's leading after one, I might grab Vegas in game. Because the other thing we've seen in this series, guys, we have seen Vegas get stronger, Vegas get better in the second period, and especially in the third period. You know, I thought they had a good third period in game one. I thought they had a terrific third period in game two, even though they lost the game. They were all over Carey Price, all over the uh, Montreal offense, uh, Montreal zone, uh, generating plenty of pressure. And I think their style, that heavy style, that four-check style, that physical style, two games in a row, we've seen it sort of wear down Montreal a little bit, you know, in the last two periods of these uh, first two games of the series. So this it's starting to look like that kind of series where you could look at Montreal early and you can maybe look at Vegas later in the game uh, in terms of just the way the flow of the first two games has gone uh, in this Montreal-Vegas series. So as of right now, that's what I'm looking at. Uh, over five uh, for the total, I'm looking at Montreal plus 130 uh, in the first period. And then if Montreal is leading after one, I might grab a little Vegas in-game at a plus price. And look, I would already have cashed with Montreal at a plus price first period. Grab Vegas at a little plus price could, could do a lot worse than that because I could see them getting a little bit better uh, and maybe carrying the play more and more gradually and maybe wearing down Montreal a little bit like they did uh, in the first two games. So that's definitely the strategy I've got in mind here with how to bet, how to attack game three with the uh, Canadians and the Golden Knights tonight from a betting perspective. As far as the goal score props go, I think it's Nick Suzuki time for the Montreal Canadiens tonight. Like we've seen Caulfield score. We've seen Toffoli get on the board. We've seen uh, obviously some depth forwards like Yoel Armia and Paul Byron uh, get on the scoreboard for Montreal. I think back home, it's a Nick Suzuki night. You know, we've seen this guy score some goals in this, in these playoffs for Montreal. Uh, Not so much in this series, but I think you get good value in that plus 350 to plus 400 uh, range for him to score a goal. Patch are ready for, uh, Vegas, I think he finds a goal tonight. Uh, the two guys that were in that trade a couple of years ago, Suzuki sent to Montreal, Pacioretty sent to Vegas. I think those two guys make an impact tonight. Uh, I like Suzuki to score a goal. Pacioretty, even more chomping at the bit, probably to score a goal in Montreal, uh, where, of course, he played for uh, several years. So uh, Pacioretty, goal scorer prop, I'm interested in that. Nick Suzuki, goal scorer prop, uh, I'm interested in that. Uh, you could also look for Montreal toward, uh, you know, Armia is always a threat because he's on the penalty kill. Uh, he's always seems to be dangerous too. And we know Montreal scored a couple short-handed goals here uh, in these playoffs. So there could be a good value uh, player prop there uh, with Yoel Armia. If you're looking down the lineup with Vegas, Alex Tuck is definitely someone to consider too. You always want to look at guys that are moving up the lineup and getting more ice time, in a bigger role, in a more featured, dominant role, and it may not be priced like it in the goal score prop market. 
Alex Tuck is going to play top line center in, a, in all likelihood tonight for the Vegas Golden Knights, unless there's a last minute change of uh, opinion by Peter DeBoer. We are looking at Alex Tuck playing on the top line center spot tonight. So with that in mind, he's going to get more minutes. And as a result, and look, his goal score prop is right where it was the last game. It, 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 at least at the book that I primarily use for those. He was around plus 250 the last game, and he's still plus 250, and yet he's going to be on the top line. You look at Pacioretty and Stone, who are also playing on that top line. They're plus 150, plus 160 to score a goal tonight. Alex Tuck is moving up to that top line center spot, at least it looks that way, going into game three tonight. And Alex Tuck is plus 250. So look at that. Um We'll have to wait. Yeah, Tuck didn't play well at center, uh, turns you right uh, earlier in the year. But guess what? He's still a better option there than a Keegan Colasar and a Nick Waugh. It's not even, it still is. I mean, he's a better, better offensive talent than those two guys. So, yeah, it's just a matter of feeling comfortable with the position change going from wing to center. You know, can he adjust? Can he, uh, you know, can he do better with it this time around? I, I still think it's a better decision to go with him uh, at the center spot because, look, he should be. Even if he wasn't comfortable the first go around when he played center earlier this year, he's a better option, better fit offensively for Pacioretty and Stone to complement those two players than Keegan Colasar or Nicholas Waugh. There's no question in my mind about that. So I like the decision, and I like the uh, uh, value that you're getting with Alex Tuck, who, again, it looks like he's going to play on the top line and center that line, and you can get him plus 250 to score a goal when the other two guys on that line, Pacioretty and Stone, are plus 160 you know, in that range to score a goal. So I like the value you get with that. So I like Pacioretty, Tuck for Vegas in terms of goal score props. Um, Suzuki for Montreal uh, is a decent one. I think Brendan Gallagher too. I mean, he's been pretty quiet. Um, you know, it's the kind of series where you worry that maybe, you know, he's a smaller stature guy. He takes a lot of physical, uh, you know, physical punishment from this very hard, big, heavy, physical, strong Vegas team that maybe he's going to wear down to the point where he's just not making that same impact offensively. But, you know, his player prop or his goal scorer prop has dropped to plus 300, which is pretty good. You can't go wrong with Corey Perry either, plus 375, plus 400. I find the longer the playoffs have gone, the more dangerous he's become on the ice for the Montreal Canadiens in terms of generating chances, having quality opportunities at net on net for the uh, Canadians. So, you know, you can get Corey Perry in that plus 375, plus 400 range to score a goal. I wouldn't even talk anyone out of dropping a couple bucks on that because he has had dangerous opportunities for the uh, Montreal Canadiens. So I'm looking at a bunch of those right now uh, in terms of goal score props. A lot of those players I just mentioned, uh, uh, Tuck, Pacioretty, Suzuki, uh, Perry, uh, definitely interested in a bunch of those. Even Armia, you could go down the list with him at plus 500. And look, some of these Vegas defensemen, Petrangelo has scored some goals in these playoffs. He's plus 550. Shea Theodore, plus 550. Uh, you know, you could really go down the list with some of these defensemen as well for the Golden Knights who have not been shy about joining in on the offense and scoring big goals for their team. So uh, definitely, uh, that's definitely something that uh, you want to look at here. Uh, tonight moving forward uh, into this one as far as Montreal goes um, you look at their lineup tonight as we uh, look at the current uh, depth chart yeah Jarek you're right about that same thing with Tuck with Arturi Lekkanen for Montreal he's gonna looks like he's gonna be on the top line Lekkanen, Deneau, Gallagher 
as of right now. That's the current top line, believe it or not, for Montreal tonight. Lekkonen, Deneau, Gallagher, Toffoli, Suzuki, and Caulfield, the second line. Uh, Byron, Kotkaniemi, and Josh Anderson, the third line. Armia, Eric Stahl, Corey Perry, uh, the fourth line, uh, is the current line combinations, at least as what we saw in the morning skate today for Montreal. So as of right now, it's looking like our and Arturi Lekkonen's I don't know what it is. He came back from that injury. It's like he he's rediscovered his game again because he was really not playing well before his injury, and now he is playing well. And if he gets those top-line minutes, he's plus 500 in some spots to score tonight. You know, that is worth a, that is worth a sprinkle. That is worth a shot. If, yes, if, uh, if uh, Arturi Lekkonen, you know, is indeed going to get those kind of minutes tonight for the Montreal Canadiens, then it's absolutely worth a shot and worth a look here uh, to him to score in that plus 500 range tonight. Because again, you play on the top line, you're getting more minutes. More minutes means more opportunity. More opportunity means more chances to score. So that is all things that you have to consider uh, when you're looking at these goal scorer props. Guys that go up the lineup, get more minutes, get more opportunity. You got Tuck for Vegas is going to get more minutes and more opportunity if he plays on the top line, as it looks like he will. And same with Arturi Lekkonen for the Montreal Canadiens. If he plays on the top line tonight, which it looks like he might as well. So uh, definitely lots of good options, I think. I think the goal scorer prop market tonight's a good one to look at. There's some good, tasty opportunities here. Value-laden opportunities, especially, again, with Tuck and Lekkonen if they play on the top line. Corey Perry's been dangerous, and you can bet him plus 400. Uh, Nick Suzuki, I think, is due for a goal, and he's plus 250 in some. I mean, there are a lot of good options. I think Pacioretty finally finds the back of the net. Not as good of a price with him, plus 150, but those are all a bunch of those uh, goal scorer props that I like. I don't think Tatar should be in. Someone asking in the chat, uh, Turnsy, said, no, he hasn't been good. And look, it's not like you're having trouble getting offense from all four lines right now uh, without Thomas Tatar. You are being able to get uh, offense from all four lines with Tatar. He's just been non-existent. He hasn't been willing to go to the tough areas of the ice. He lost his confidence. He lost his mojo. Uh, the only way he gets in, I think, now is a significant couple of injuries up front, where you know one or two guys go down to injury, and you got to put him in. I think that's what it's. That's what we're. That's where we're at right now with Thomas Tatar. That's basically where we're at in terms of how much confidence the coaching staff has lost in him right now. Uh, it's going to be hard for Tatar to crack this lineup again, uh, unless, again, you're going to have a bunch of right now, and that's the concern. I also think Tatar's banged up a little bit. Uh, yes, uh, they say, yeah, there's there's something going on with him, some kind of ailment. They say it's undisclosed, but uh, they say even to put him in, they couldn't put him back in. Uh, right now. So, uh, by the way, this will be the ninth straight game that Tatar has not suited up for the uh, Montreal Canadiens. So there you go. He's basically become the forgotten man uh, with this uh, Montreal Canadiens team right now. Uh, but uh, he's definitely had a tough time of it. You're not going to see him in, I think, until we see a significant amount of cluster injuries in the forward group uh, moving forward. And unless that happens, it's probably going to be difficult uh, for Thomas Tatar uh, to once again find the uh, starting lineup here for the Montreal Canadiens. Great stuff. Uh, great analysis here of this game. We really fleshed it out in depth with just the one game on the board, and it's only me on the show today. We really tried to give you a lot uh, in terms of side, total, 
uh, player props, goal scorer props. So looking forward to game three. It's a big one. Series is tied at one. Uh, we'll see how Montreal fares. We'll see how Vegas fares. You know, this is the longest road trip for a game that the Golden Knights have had in well over a year. Let's see if they're ready to handle it and thrive with it and having to travel across the border, do more testing for the uh, COVID-19 virus than probably they had to do when they were in Vegas. So all that stuff, uh, definitely uh, keep that in mind uh, moving forward, uh, going into tonight's game. This is basically new territory for Vegas. They have not made this kind of long road trip in a while. We'll see how they handle it when they take the ice for game three tonight uh, against the Montreal Canadiens. All right, we'll get to best bet in just a second. Before we do that, reminder, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, sign up for an account, use the promo code THPN, uh, NHL Stanley Cup playoffs, NBA playoffs, MLB on a daily basis, uh, NFL and college football just a couple of months away. So it is a great time to try out DraftKings, download the app, Sign up for an account. When you do, you'll get deposit bonuses, weekly specials, weekly incentives, and bet boosts with your account. So try out DraftKings. Download the DraftKings app. Sign up for an account. Use the promo code THPN. All right, it is time for best bets for this uh, Game 3, Montreal-Vegas. I'm going to stick with Montreal plus 130 first period uh, against Vegas. I cashed Montreal first period as a best bet winner in Game 2 here on the Ice Guys show on Wednesday night, and I'm going to go right back to that well tonight. They've been a fast-starting team in this series. Vegas has not been. That's been a big difference in these first two games in the first period. In front of the home fans, you got Vegas making the first long trip. They have had, they've just taken some extra time, Vegas, really getting their game going. It's taken over a period, you know, for Vegas really to find their A game in the first two games of this series, whereas Montreal's gotten to their game and they're right away in game one and in game two of this series. So uh, I like them first period. I don't know if I love Montreal to win the game. Uh, it's certainly not uh, it, the values there. Um, and, and like I said, it's just for me, it's going to be a series where it's difficult for me to take Vegas in any game because they're just going to be, you know, they're the, they're, they're ex- the, the price is expensive. They are overpriced and inflated a little bit. So it's difficult for me to find value in any Vegas bets in this series. So by default, I'm probably going to be on Montreal or pass for most of this series. But in terms of this game in particular tonight, I much prefer Montreal in the first period than I do for the full game because I do believe Vegas could get stronger uh, as this game goes on with that big, heavy, you know, big, heavy frame of a team they have. Most of their forward and their D-men, for that matter, big, heavy, strong, and it can wear you down throughout the course of 60 minutes. So you know, I do worry that could happen tonight. So I prefer Montreal in the first period tonight in game three. And I'll go with that for my best bet. Montreal Canadiens plus 130 first period game three against Vegas tonight. That's my best bet for this edition of the Ice Guys. And that'll wrap up this edition of the show. Thanks to everyone for tuning in. A reminder, the Ice Guys is live on YouTube seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and iHeart. You can check out the Ice Guys podcast on all of those platforms. I'm your host, Ian Cameron. Have a great Friday night. Enjoy Game 3 between Montreal and Vegas. And we will talk to you again tomorrow on Saturday for another edition of the Ice Guys presented by the Hockey Podcast Network.